All right, and welcome to Talking in Stations. It is Sunday, the 26th of September. I'm your host, Abby Rova. And here with me today is a couple of guys from a few different wormhole corporations to fill us in on some like shenanigans that's been happening in wormholes. So uh, who we have here in the room with us right now is Nick Bison from TIS, who's uh, engineering for us today. Sorry about that hot mic issue. Say hello, uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teddy's here with us uh, today from uh, Outfoxed, Foxholders. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, we also have Mark Resurrectus from Turbo Feeder Glory. Uh, hello, friends. It's me, Mark. I have not been here before. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank you. And uh, also a very special guest is Jimmy Michaels. How's it going? Good, thank you. Um, so uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you guys for like giving up your time and coming on. I know you've been very busy uh, over the last couple of days. I'm sure you all need like a lot of sleep. Um, so what's been going on recently in Wormholes from your perspective? Yeah, Jimmy, what's been going on? Um, not much. Just uh, rolling over some people like usual. So you are from Hard Knocks, that's correct, right? Yep. And um, Hard Knocks has been around a long time, right? Um. Oh boy, uh, seven, eight years now. I'm not sure. Yeah. Definitely one of the oldest wormhole corps in the game. Yeah, I think right alongside Laserhawks. When we were looking at the math or the numbers the other day, I think you guys were you Laserhawks and what do we say ad ad hocalypse or ad hoc were the yeah uh, yeah ad hocacy. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Adhocracy were the like the oldest three still existing wormhole corps. Um, does ad hoc still exist? They're around, aren't they? I'm pretty sure they're dead. I thought they, they died out like a year and a half ago. Finally, I, yeah, they pretty much just exist in name only now. Mm. Yeah, I know they're still like active. They haven't been shut down, but they're not anywhere near there, near where they were years ago, or even on any level of like laser hawks or yeah. hard knocks. Sounds like it's just you then. Yeah, it's some achievement. I mean, not many groups survive that long in wormholes. I mean, not many groups survive that long anywhere, right? It all comes down to like who's at the very top of the leadership, um, and how they choose to, you know, run and pass on the group. And you know, I think if you looked at groups like HK and Laserhawks, or you know, anyone else who has survived this long in Allsec, right? It's it's all a similar style of, of leadership at the top, always bringing in new talent, fresh blood and uh, making sure that you just keep the court focused on what we do best, right? Which for our groups is PvP. Yeah, I, I remember like uh, seven, eight years ago when I was first getting started in wormholes and you were one of the top dogs, even all the way back then. And like people would see four jumps out in a chain and they'd be like, oh fuck, it's hard knocks. Like you, you have a, a serious reputation for, for what you do and how good you are at doing it. I definitely think that's a little bit overblown, right? I only came to wormholes uh, three and a half years ago. Um, I remember my first group was Shekel Squad, and uh, me and some of the now FC team members in Hard Knocks, who were in Shekel Squad at the time, we were always frothing at the bit to go and fight Hard Knocks, right? Uh, we didn't care. We just wanted to go out there and PvP and try to get better every day. And those are the kind of members that ended up in groups like HK and Laser Hawks. Yeah, you yeah. always want the sort of um, the mentality of trying to fight the people that are the best, because it makes you better. Well, and more than that, like seeing, at least I can, I mean, I can only speak in, uh, for my group, but seeing HK and chain typically means that we can almost be assured of fight, which is more than you can say for 90% of other groups. Um, you know, plenty of, plenty of people will see a, a fleet formed and start docking up or trying to roll stuff off. But, uh, HK to their credit has never done that. So 
which is very gangster. And are you still quite honorable in terms of like, I remember, um, you know, a lot of the time, if there was a smaller group, let's say five or six pilots, and they rolled into you guys that had a 20 man fleet, if they ask for like a fair fight of numbers, would you give it? Absolutely. Um, I think it's probably been about a year and a half since the last time I can remember anyone doing that, though. That's a shame. I remember when I first started off in a in a C two high sec C three. Um, we'd often like there was groups like No Holes, uh, Adhocracy, and and other groups that you mentioned, and we'd often um, not have the numbers to be able to fight them, but we'd uh, ask to have a fair fight with you know ten v ten or something. I think that's nice about the wormhole. Um, it's more about good fights and less about just mad blabbing. Speaking of blabbing, though, <laughs> negative. I do not. Holy crap. They still hear you on stream, by the way, Nick. Well, I just turned myself back off, so hopefully I'm going to go away. I thought mine on tips podcast was meant to be scuffed. Hey. <laughs> I think we're back now. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm trying to see if they can hear anything now. I can hear. I just have myself, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, sorry about that. So, uh... As I was just saying, speaking about blobbing, let's um, let's go back to talk to what's been going on between Hard Knocks, uh, Laser Hawks, and some of the other wormhole community, mostly uh, wholesale operation. Yep. So this is a pretty long and storied feud between most of the groups involved here. It goes back three or four years, especially for HK, Laser Hawks, wholesale, and Interhell. Um, from our viewpoint, in HK and Laser Hawks, we would definitely argue that uh, wholesale were the ones who were dumb enough to start this iteration. Um, and for us, from our viewpoint, this one all started earlier this year when they started coming after some of our members' PvE fleets. Of course, that's all in the name of the game. But when you do that, you're going to need to be ready for some form of retaliation. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, um, one of our FCs got together with a couple other groups that didn't really like Wholesale very much and went and bashed a few of their members' farms. Wholesale, of course, wasn't a big fan of this happening. Managed to get in and defend a couple of them. And while one of them was still going into Hall, they came into an HK farm and attempted to anchor a Fortizar with uh, their other blues exit strategy. Um, of course, that obviously didn't end well. HK, Laserhawks, and the rest of our friends all got in, defended the farm, killed the anchoring Fortizar. And now here we are, about a week and a half in since then. And we've killed five Fortizars that belong to Wholesale so far. And we're just going to proceed to systematically dismantle everything they own. And whose uh, whose farm was that they tried anchoring that Fortizar in, Jimmy? Uh, it was actually mine, <laughs> which was uh, sort of ironic because I had been AFK from the game the last few months trying to quit. So, I, I, this discussion has been going on kind of in the background ever since um, things kind of pop off, and I'm sure um, you guys are much more concerned with the the ongoing state of the war. But you really do have to wonder. Um, you know, about the, the, the tactical, uh, you know, the, the sort of strategic uh, decisions that were being made here regarding which targets to hit when. Because um, I think it's, it's probably not unfair to say, uh, because, you know, I think people have been watching this sort of back and forth go on with people, uh, you know, doing Phoenix Logovskis and people's farms and, um, you know, trying to bonus wave people and that sort of thing over the last couple of months. Um, and seeing just sort of a, a, a sort of tepid response to it in general. But then turning around and seeing someone go for the, um, you know, try, I mean, it's, and it's a bold statement too. It's not just like throwing down a content pause or a content asterisk or something in somebody's home 
Um, you know, you're talking about anchoring a Fortazar in somebody's farm hole. It's a pretty direct statement of intention, I think. It can't be argued otherwise. Um, but then to do that in the the primary farm hole of the group you're trying to bash, uh, main FC, seems like an odd choice uh, from, a, from a, a purely strategic point of view. If there was ever going to be anything that would inspire people to action, it would be something so direct. And I think that's what we've seen so far. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely not the main FC, right? Like we have an entire team in HK of seven or eight guys. Uh, and we all share different responsibilities and, and stuff in areas that we enjoy. Sure. But uh, yeah, we say a lot in HK when we're talking about, especially groups that we don't like, right? One thing we always say is don't beat a dead horse, right? Like if a group is dying out, like HK was coming off of everyone's COVID lockdowns and quarantines this year. Uh, you know, our Z kill looked absolutely atrocious. Corp was pretty much full AFK. Um, and then you come and like anchor a Fortazar in one of their farms um, mm. as a group that they absolutely despise. And it's going to be the absolute best way to get all of their members to resub and just come push your shit in. Yeah. I mean, it's just like let sleeping dogs lie, right? Yep. Or, or even sleeping dragons or something. Yeah. Or a gold. <laughs> Um, well, one thing, sorry, I just like to comment on in case people didn't notice, like all of these kills that we're talking about, these one Astra House and five Fortisars, uh, the incredible achievement I think is they're all in different wormholes. I mean, that's how a wormhole war works. Yeah, but <laughs> like, you know, over the last week and a half, you have really been working hard. I mean, to hit all those timers and all those different wormholes, moving fleets back and forth, like that is. I mean, if you're talking about the corp almost dying and, and people giving up after COVID and lockdown, I mean, you really put in a serious amount of work here. Uh, I mean, we reformed our sort of loose coalition from about a year and a half ago during the TDSN war. And uh, everyone in that group really hates wholesale. So, you know, we've had a lot of groups helping us out. We've had Interhell, Whole Control, Time Crit, um, some other Russian groups that sort of live in C4, C6 space as well who don't like wholesale. So really just gave us all a common enemy and then a catalyst to get all the boys back together. And with all of these, you know, extraordinarily good groups working together, this really isn't going to be much of a, much of a war at the end. Well, and they've put themselves in a, in a terrible position, right? Because um, with so many, with so many people being involved at this point, um, they, the danger that they now you know, risk anytime they leave their home to go defend somebody is that somebody then sneaks in back behind them and closes the door on their home system while they're gone. Um, and I'm, you know, like any group, I'm sure they have plenty of, uh, uh, you know, preparations made in case somebody were to try and get whole control in their own home. Um, but the risk is higher when you have a highly dedicated, highly mobilized, uh, you know, coalition of groups that has, that has done this sort of thing on numerous occasions before. Um, so they, the risk then is anytime you leave, you hold, you know, you, you open the door then for somebody to come in and, and, you know, slap around your home system. Um, and the downside to that is if you don't leave, then you just start dropping forts, which I think is what we've seen so far in, in, I think in a, in a faster way than has, than anybody had deemed possible before this started. I did not think we'd be a week into this thing, uh, and see five fort drops. That's honestly kind of mental. I actually sent out a sort of an angry ping on our Discord just a few days ago because uh, I was pretty upset that we had only killed like four forts up until that point. So from our <laughs> viewpoint, it's going a little bit slowly, but yeah. we'll get there. Everyone's a little bit rusty, have some stuff to shake off as we're all coming back from AFK. Now, when you guys are all back together like this, do you feel like it's uh, 
you know, back in the saddle, boys are all back together. Do you get those vibes that you got back during like the uh, TD Sin War? Oh, absolutely. It's great to be back with the boys. Mm. I have never seen a more well-rounded uh, and diverse crew of, of FCs and people from different corporations working together anywhere in the game. Yeah, I mean, just from a casual third-party observer, it's it's kind of nuts just to see how well-meshed it is. You know, when we plan out ops, we're talking months in advance, and you guys more or less threw this thing together and, and commenced the Blitzkrieg in the better span of half a month or so. It's it's kind of nuts. How many of these, um, how many of these like fights ended up having frig holes that really ruined the fun? Uh, there was a frig hole that wholesale used to try to defend the last Fortizar we killed. Um, and they actually managed to get back into that wormhole and take hole control for about 24 hours. Uh, and so we just rolled HK laser hawks and time crit in and then just smacked their fleet around to kill it. Um, other than that, I don't think there have been any frig holes that have actually made a difference in any of these so far. Uh, but wholesale have been trying to also avoid fights. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of a meme in the wormhole community at this point. Um, but it's also, you know, a fact that uh, in part of wholesale's doctrine fits, they actually carry Poshvin filaments, so that when they go into an eviction or um, anything like that where they think they can't take the fight, they'll all just warp off to a safe and just fill them in out of the wormhole safely. Yeah, we saw that play out a couple of weeks ago, if I remember correctly, Teddy. Right. It's happened in most of their eviction yeah. attempts that failed. Um, like the MGLA one. Well, not the MGLA, um, the Red Riding Hole one. This is a, a good, maybe, time to say this again then. And it, I, I, you know, just to clarify, while this is something that uh, Wholesale is, you know, pretty well known for, and Jimmy's right, it is kind of a meme at this point, that it's not specific to Wholesale. And there are plenty of groups that do this and they carry, uh, carry these potch filaments for, um, you know, to allow themselves to to almost escape responsibility for any actions that they take, um, you know, because you essentially give yourself an easy out card uh, if things don't look like they're going your way, which I think anybody here can agree is not really the way that wormholes should work. If you're going to go commit uh, resources to something, you need to be able to commit resources to something. Um, so like we harped about for months, a couple of months ago, we really need to get rid of Poshvin filaments and wormholes. They are... Uh, ruining that kind of meta it, it's just it's not it's not fun for anybody so if um would you be happy if they stuck and kept noise and like signal the null sequence it's a little bit different because people still use those filaments too to get out and do um like whaling stuff and and blop stuff out of wormholes um and the difference i guess right now at least in the way that wormholes and potchfin are kind of situated is that if you're escaping from a wormhole into Pochvin, you are less likely to run into somebody because of, of how absent of people Pochvin is right now. Um, whereas if you are, you know, signal filamenting out into null, there's a, a halfway decent chance if you land anything major in any system um, that has eyes in it, people are going to be responding to you. And Pochvin just doesn't have the population to maintain that right now. So <clears throat> I, not to say that I necessarily think that either are great, for wormholes, I don't like the idea that you can just press a button and then be out of a wormhole. That doesn't feel like that's how that should work, and that's not how wormholes were sold to me when I first moved in. But uh, signal filaments at least have a utility, right? That is allowing people to get content by going out to null quickly. Um, or Poshman filaments, they have a single purpose, and that purpose is to let people escape, <laughs> escape their transgressions. You know what I mean? 
and that's just no bueno. I don't I don't think anybody anybody with within the leadership of any major group, aside from maybe the one that is relevant here, um, would tell you that that's good for the game. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, it's just like anything else. If you're going to go commit, you know, resources, if you're going to drop a Fortizar, if you're going to bring in an eviction fleet and try and hit somebody's farm, you shouldn't be able to just say, oh, oh my bad, sorry, and leave, um, you know, without any kind of uh, um, response from the defenders at uh, the moment things get a little hairy for you. I think it's, I, you know, it's something we harped about during the CSM campaign. It's something we're still harping about. Um, I know Ashy has had a big discussion about it recently um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I I can only assume, Jimmy, you would agree here too, that that's just not, it's just not good gameplay. And you don't even need to completely remove them from the game. They just need a mm-hmm. spool up time of 15, 30 seconds. Um, because the problem right now is, you know, you make a safe bookmark with a cloak scanner in a wormhole, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting in your POS and you're your Lashak or Guardian or whatever. You're in your own fleet with your own filament. You warp yourself to your safe, to your scanner at 100 kilometers. And then, you know, you just double click in space to break in and just yeet out. And it's yeah. instant. Uh, there's no time for anyone else to combat probe you down or land on you and aggress you. Like all they need is a spool up timer. Uh, and then, you know, you're stuck there for a good 15 seconds while somebody's combat probing you down and flinging yeah. a saber or something at you. I mean, it's the same issue with frig holes, right? I don't believe that anything in the game should have, should be without counterplay. Um, and unrollable frig holes are the same way. I mean, you can't counterplay an unrollable frig hole because you can't roll the frig hole. Um, and so the same thing then would apply to, uh, in this case, to the potch filaments. Right now, Jimmy's right. You can You can basically do the entire thing and be out of a wormhole within 10 seconds, depending on how long your warp takes. And there's no time for anybody to scan you down. You would have to get lucky, maybe, that somebody was able to find your safe in a, you know, which is a, an, an, an almost impossible task, um, depending on, you know, especially if it's, if it's done with a cloak scanner and you don't have eyes in somebody else's fleets or something like that. So um, being without counterplay, it's just not good. It's not, it no, nobody leaves those engagements feeling good afterwards. Being a non-wormholder, uh, could you kind of expound on the unrollable frigate holes uh, and exactly what that means? Because I thought it was technically possible, just practically unfeasible. It, it was technically possible years ago. And Jimmy and Teddy can speak more to this than I can uh, because I was... Um, Ever since I've been living in wormholes, they have been unrollable. But the long and short of it was the effort to um, roll them in years past was uh, impractical, but it was possible. And then after, um, was it from Wormholes with Love is when they changed that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Effectively now, the regen, so whenever you jump through a hole, um, freak holes have a mass regen. So... When you jump through, they gain back a certain percentage of the mass that you jump through with, um, making them effectively unrollable. Uh, and the larger issue, too, is that they are full-length, full-life holes. Um, so the last 16 hours after they, they spawn in, um, which is itself a problem. Because effectively, you if a, if a frig hole you know pops up at any point during an eviction attempt, um, or during any kind of attempt where you're trying to lock down a system, you're trying to do anything, um, that hole then exists for a full 16 hours. Um, and you know, it is, if, if, if a, uh, the residents of a hole have stocked their, their home defense fleet, well, then you can get a ton of people in and put them in home defense ships, or you can, like we've seen with, uh, the, you know, the rage eviction, uh, and the frig hole coalition, you can get, uh, you know, 700 Kikimoras in a hole, 
uh, and and cause a problem that way. Um, and there's no counterplay for it because you can't, you know, you could bubble a hole, I suppose, if you wanted to. But if you're bringing in that many key keys or something, they'll, you know, your, your response fleet would effectively have to sit on the frig hole the entire time. Um, and if they come in through shuttles, you have to hope that you have something like uh, Outfox um, Zappy Boy Doctrine to sit there and shoot at them with Edencom ships um, or, you know, try to do some chicanery with smart bombs. It's just, it's just not it's not feasible to do to maintain watch over a frig hold the same way it is a normal wormhole it's it's just not good. Yeah, like even even within eden com ships to like actually be able to kill like tanked interceptors you need like 25 30 of them and to keep that many people mm -hmm. on grid for the entire life of the wormhole and in the comments Oren is right and this is something we talked about or earlier this year too is uh there is counterplay to wormhole to wormhole frig holes i mean if you're going to have a wormhole uh, a frig hole that goes into another wormhole theoretically as an evictor or as a defender you could and we saw this during the uh lupus eviction too uh where wholesale uh was trying to evict almost dangerous the other corp in lupus aside from reho um they were they got into their system a freak hole spawned and then lupus was able to uh basically do hole control on the other side of the of the frigate hole that was in a wormhole itself um and was able to shuttle people in that way whereas if you're the if you're the evictor you would want to be able to do the same thing you know get in there scan out an entrance get your rollers into that wormhole that is less fully toxic than a case space uh uh you know god forbid like a high sec frig hole that is just tr you know trash um but yeah, I mean, in the same thing, applying, you know, and that's, we've seen that in a lot of eviction attempts for a lot of groups over the, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I remember a major eviction that didn't have a freak hole spawn up. And the fact that, you know, we've, we've now seen five Fortizars go down with, you know, one or two maybe is, is pretty impressive. And I think it has less to do with the, I mean, depending on who you ask, it probably has more to do with the fact there hasn't been a response fleet in there too. Um, because I feel like a lot of people are starting to buy into this theory that there is a mechanic somewhere in the game code that starts spawning frig holes when two groups are trying to fight over a wormhole. But I don't know. Or, or now maybe, with, there, maybe there is that code, but like the guy just is in hard knocks. <laughs> with, uh, yeah. with the shuttles now being uh, nullified, has that exacerbated the problem of getting folks in and out? Uh, I mean, you know, I think it's it is uh, it, it it just kind of depends, right? Because it leaves you more more vulnerable to something like an Eden conduction, but at the same time, it's so cheap and so easy to 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 get in there that um, yeah, it is problematic. The better option would be to either remove case based frig holes from wormholes entirely, find a way to make them rollable again, which I I doubt CCP would even uh, consider, considering that. The, when they were when they made them unrollable they were effective they were technically fixing a bug um that made them rollable in the first place uh or um you have them spawn in end of life like we a lot of people have, have talked about over the last uh, couple of months to a year or two have them spawn in at end of life three hours a variable you know variable mass hell make them rollable then too i mean it, it would not be that hard to introduce some kind of mechanic to make it to make it you know feasible and then you don't have people wasting time um you know setting up for evictions that then don't happen because of rng you know what i mean now yeah. once again for us non-wormhole folks when you say spawn end of life 
And that's roughly three hours with a plus or minus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, it, yeah, it's just a, it's not a full life hole anymore. Um, so you would still have a, a variable amount of time that the hole is alive, but it wouldn't be the full 16 hours, which is ludicrous for something that you can't, there is no counterplay to, right? Yeah, it's funny. I've heard like the, the same arguments from various different wormhole community members, like between filaments either need to be removed or need a spool up or freak holes need like to be rollable or uh, spawn end of life. And I think these are like really good ideas. Um, and like, it seems that like a lot of the wormhole community is on board with these changes. Yes. It's, it's not that the wormhole community is trying to you know, implement these changes to avoid fighting. These are like, we want these changes so we can have more better fights. Please give us them. Well, look at this first. I mean, look at this eviction attempt or, or not eviction attempt. Well, I guess eviction attempt. Yeah. Look at what happened when they went into Jimmy's for, uh, farm hole, right? You anchor a Fortisar, you bring in a huge fleet. You're going to attack the, the, the hole. Okay. Hard Knox is then able to get in with laser Hawks and inner hell and whoever else was there. And now you're primed for a fight, right? At some point you need to either um, decide you're going to fight and and you know go through with the eviction or you decide you're going to try and exfil which is in, you know another option but to exfil you need to be able to move your people out right either way you're having a fight right and i think i mean i again i don't want to try and speak for anyone here i'm not you know certainly would not want to try and speak for jimmy but i can almost assure you that there are people in that fleet who would much more would would have much more preferred to have some kind of engagement as opposed to watching people filament out afterwards yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, why would you put in all the work and the effort just to... That's like the, the entire point of whole control is to stop people coming in and out. So to then have to try and break that blockade is to the fight, whereas now everyone just avoids the fight. Yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a very good point. It's a shame that they have um, kind of given these ways to circumvent wormholes, right? I mean, the whole point of wormhole space is... You travel through the wormhole to these systems. And these are just ways of, I mean, the filament thing is literally just breaking wormholes. You just mm-hmm. remove wormholes from the equation. And that's a very good point as well. Like if, if, a, if a fleet comes in to blow up Jimmy's farmhole and, you know, they have to then exfil and they might have to go out through more than one hole, depending on how big the fleet is. So like, you know, it would be hole control on maybe even two holes. Or, you know, as soon as they make a break for the hole, uh, Hard knocks would like start throwing mass on it. They could crit it and doorstop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Um, so what do you think is next in the wholesale hard knocks uh, and allies fight that's going on right now? Is this the end? It does it stop at five four desires and an astro house, or does it continue? <laughs> nah, it can't stop at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> at this point, you know both sides are fully committed and. Uh, there's no point in either one of us stopping until everything belonging to one of the groups is gone. Uh, you know, if HK stopped at this point, Wholesale would simply turn around and start bashing our farms. And uh, if Wholesale stopped at this point, HK and Laserhawks and Interhell and our friends would just continue to steamroll through everything they own. So, you know, at this point, we're both locked into this struggle. And uh, I mean, the end of it is going to be Wholesale losing everything they own. But they made that choice for themselves when they started this. That's very strong fighting words there out of you, Jimmy. I mean, how do you not be romantic about wormholes, man? <laughs> That's so sick. 
it, it's funny i think wormholes is like one of the few places in eve where it can actually happen where you can actually take everything they own you can destroy everything there's no asset safety when you blow up a structure all the structure just drops in space the uh you know the the other side can just loot it or blow it all up yeah dude because wormholes are fucking sick yeah yeah there's no I, uh... no pissy ass shit out here i mean it, it, it's it's engagements when they're done they're done right there's no like oh well we'll we'll regroup and reorganize and everything's be fine don't worry like if you knock over somebody's shit their stuff is going to pop out and then you're gonna it becomes your stuff right like these holes that they've now knocked over are effectively now hard knocks holes and they can do with them what they want that's that is the the beauty of of this kind of space is that when things matter out here it's no there's no you know you're right there's not asset safety there's not um you know people sitting around watching structures that you know die oh well it's not a big deal didn't want that anyway like things matter in wormholes because when they're gone they're gone um and so i i I think everybody fully believes that when jimmy says they're going to eradicate hard knoxes or hard knoxes wholesales uh pve infrastructure they fully intend to do it and if they do it it's done and that's that is the ball game you know what i mean I want to make a few points here, right? Um, first off, we're not just going to come after the PVE structure. When we're done with that, we are then going to come after their homes, and then we're going to systematically come after all of their friends that have helped them in this. Uh, and I see a comment here in Twitch chat that says, so petty. Like, I want to stress that this is the single best form of content in the entire game of EVE. This is just a straight grudge match. It's an entirely... It, it's just a pissing competition, right? You have two groups of, of people who decided they didn't like each other. And instead of just having some Nalsec SIG deploy to do blops in someone's home region, right? we've decided that we're going to pit ourselves against each other. And we're going to see who's the fucking best. And we're just going to smack each other around until one of the sides has nothing left to lose. And if you decide to get involved in something like that, as a group like Wholesale, right, you know that this is a possible outcome. So I don't want to see people crying here in the Twitch chat about us coming on here and telling you exactly what we're going to do while we're doing it and before we finish. They knew what they were getting into. This is how the game works. This is one of the things I like hearing when I hear uh, the different wormhole you guys talk is there's a sense of finality and a sense of uh, commitment to it that I just don't hear from a lot of the null groups. So to me, this is really refreshing, guys. Appreciate it. It's something yeah. that um, you've that often touted as well. Um, but like if you then like might is right in one more space most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. I mean, you any any engagement in wormholes is very much like, you know, <laughs> putting your uh putting your stuff up on the table and then comparing sizes, you know what I mean? Like it very much is is a an engagement where um, you know, it, when it's done, it's done. I mean, you 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 there is no there's no going back from it, right? Structures are going to get knocked over. People are going to bleed. Like, they're, you know, groups are going to hemorrhage money when this thing is all said and done. And it probably won't be easy for anyone. I mean, depending on how, you know, what what you're willing to um, actually engage. But, I mean, it's... We're, <laughs> these kind of campaigns are like a religious experience, right? It's, it's, it, it fucking fills you up, man. Just even hearing about it, just it, it makes it, it puts a fucking fire in your belly. This stuff is sick. I, I never get this the same kind of thrill watching videos of Nullsec fights in 10% tie-dye over forts or keep stars that don't mean anything with with FCs that are sitting there with their dicks in their hands watching 
you know, playing uh, 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 hacks online. Yeah, what I, like none of that means anything, right? It's just it's just eye candy that then CCP can turn around and sell to the masses. Oh, complete Eve online. But if you want to sell, put fucking tickets or put asses in seats and sell tickets to this thing, go watch fucking wormhole fights. Because that it's like it's like putting two animals in a room, right? Closing the door and then letting them starve out. And eventually, one of them is going to fight the other. And that's exactly what's happening here. And again, that's why fucking that's why filament sucks so bad because that gives one of those animals a way out, and they should not have that. But I'll tell you what can't jump out: Fortizars can't jump out. So. So at least all their, their four desires get blown up. I love that I mean, analogy. It's like monkey knife fights. Yes. Yes. This is a monkey knife fight. <laughs> I think HK may have brought a gun to this one there. Um, <laughs> so like this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like Wholesale have been on a bit of a campaign uh, the last while of evicting people, um, knocking over forts and, and farm holes. So is this kind of them like reaping what they sowed? I mean, Wholesale has a history of doing that. In Wormhole Space, Wholesale is right up there alongside Hard Knocks and Inner Hell as one of the most despised groups. Um, Wholesale has a, a very, very long history of just doing uh, evictions, especially against like other PvP groups, um, really for no other reason than just its generation. Because um, once again, right, if they come against a fight that they think they can't take, then they'll just fill them in out and leave. Um, and, you know, Wholesale have also been taking a massive network of farm holes the last six to nine months. And, you know, we don't care. Nobody cares. Uh, HK and Laser Hawks and Inner Hell and the rest of our friends didn't care once again until they started coming after us. And they made that decision. So what are they doing with all these farm holes? Did they farm them for themselves? They're losing they them. them out? <laughs> They're fucking <laughs> losing them. Oh, from, from the members went and anchored 25 bill rigged Fortizars with their own ISK, and now they're all going to die. Okay, uh, so I think the, the real question is, what have they been doing with them for the past few months? I mean, are they actively I using them? So they can afford their SRP bills for the next month. <laughs> so, that's fucking funny. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously though, like the point of having a farm hole to uh, uh, is to crab up money, right? And so, in this case, I mean, my understanding is that a lot of these farms are renters, right? Like these, these are, um, you know, these are these are guys who have who have paid a either a monthly fee or a setup fee or whatever to 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 have their their for, you know, their their forts fit up and and so that they have a, a safe, they would assume, place to farm. And they're quickly realizing that that's just not the case. Yeah, I don't know if wholesale members are uh, are one of those shitty groups where like they make their members pay farm hole taxes like TDSN used to or like Odin's Call or some other shit tier groups. Mm -hmm. um, but these are all like wholesale PVP members who own all the structures, right? These aren't renters. These are well, their actual PVP members who just you know keep these structures in their own personal corp. Odin's oh, okay. from uh, they pay taxes on farm. Yeah, homes? King's a piece of shit. Well, oh, uh, one of the things. That from just an observation here again, from, from you know looking the guy looking from the outside, the crab holes that, that a lot of the appears to be that a lot of the larger wormhole groups have. So they're basically building up their own infrastructure, their own cash to make it so they can fight, as opposed to what I've seen in my time in Null, where it just goes into my back pocket because I know I can eat my shit out anytime I need. Well, moreover, like you're you're capped at how much you can actually field, right? Like it doesn't at a certain point, 
Um, you know, nobody's buying supers out here because you can't cram a super in through a, an extra large hole. And nobody's buying Titans. So at a certain point, the amount of money that you have just has to go back in towards fleets, right? Because there aren't he, there aren't these kind of these gargantuan isk sinks out here like there are. And that's not to say people don't fly expensive shit in wormholes. They absolutely do. I mean, a, a, an HK uh, uh, Legion easily goes for a bill and a half or more uh, if it's fit well. Um, and, and they will feel those on every single fight. And the same can be said about a lot of other groups. People fly blingy shit at here because they have the money to do it, and it's fucking fun. Um, but, you know, the same side to that is that, you know, you need to be able to keep up. And if you can't keep up, if you're flying poor shit, like, you're you're going to run into a situation where if you if you don't have the money coming in, that you won't be able to field ships. And people without farms have a hard time fielding, you know, bringing the money in unless they've got, you know, their corpse or their alliances have money stocked up for uh, doctrine ships that they can hand out, they're going to be in a tight spot pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're doing, um, let's say, C5 or C6 wormhole sites, like, in a solo Marauder, right, that's a, a generally you're talking nesters and Lashaks or Marauders, is that, isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it has swapped. I mean, a lot of people are flying in, in Marauders now. I mean, a lot of our guys do Marauder ratting um, just because of how good Marauders have gotten recently. Um, but traditionally, and then on a much larger scale, you have nesters and lashaks are the are you know the, the go to. Um, just What's the cost of, of one of your riding uh, marauders? Uh, four and a half, five bill, if not more. Um, I mean, I think our paladins are about five bill, um, which is I mean you're you're getting close to the the cost of a dread too. But the difference is that uh, dreads can't micro jump out. Um, and that that is itself, a, a, you know, a, a certain kind of problem as well, uh, because you know, I mean, oh, I actually, like a court mate that lost the Varga during the week that was very expensive would argue otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that like you can, there's a whole conversation to be had here that like, is relevant to this conversation uh, about whether or not um, Marauders are good for PvP or PVE and wormholes, um, but. The 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 issue is that when people are setting up these farms, they're setting up these farms for dreads because dreads are the easiest way to make money in wormholes. The you know it's 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 a much simpler process than marauder ratting. And while you do have more assets on the field for longer, um, that are more committed um, in general, at least within the last couple of months, um, you know you, you can you can be fairly secure uh, as long as you don't have somebody trying to log off phoenixes in your home hole. Um, so when you know when guys are losing these forts, they're losing you know they're not losing these forts for a handful of marauders, right? They're losing these forts for dreadnoughts, um, and so there's a lot of money that they're just not going to have now, and that's that is going to be very problematic very quickly, uh, especially if HK stays in the warpath like they have been the last couple of weeks. One of the uh, folk in chat mentioned that surgical strike harmful for uh, wormhole space because it reduced the value of blinging your ship. I think that was from Lord Omega. Is that, mm. an, would you call that an accurate statement or any counter to that? Yeah, surgical strike is fucking trash. It's not, it's not a good change. They applied. Yeah, don't sugarcoat it, Mark. Tell me straight, brother. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, like, they applied, <laughs> they applied a blanket set of changes to a game with a diverse set of uh, engagement profiles, right? So what is good in null sec and is good in low sec is not necessarily good for wormholes. And the same thing applied out here, too, right? Because we fly the kind of ships where you can get 1,000 DPS out of something and all of a sudden you turn now fights into a one minute, two minute DPS race, as opposed to these longer engagements. I mean, uh, Surgical Strike killed 
the I mean, and again, Jimmy can talk way more about this than I can, and I need to stop talking so much. But they they absolutely killed uh, high class heavy armor brawls with surgical strike because no now you can't you you know fielding faxes fucking sucks. Uh, you your resistances are nerfed, so if you if you have faxes on grid, they have to do double the work they had to do before. And now with these, you know, the hand metas and these these you know, these close range ammo metas, uh, you know, you you've put yourself in a situation where the DPS is coming in too fast. You have to field almost one to one, um, you know, logi on any on any fleet you want to field. It's ludicrous. Um, well, I, you know, it kind of leads me to think. I'm, I'm just thinking because I've seen you know uh, in reading the wormhole chat here in TIS, you know more than once folks are like hey can you reverse surgical strike and mm. and the bottom line is ccp is probably not going to reverse surgical strike so would an option even be entertained to look at adjusting the wormhole effects to lose to uh, limit some of what surgical strike has done and how would that look i don't know jimmy what do you think what was that <laughs> if they give every wormhole like an effect to buff their resistance so yeah, we they get give, more like brawls give every fucking wormhole an anti-surgical strike effect what do you think i think it's just another band-aid patch solution that people come up with a bit of a harebrained idea what would well you i'm good for those man i got lots of harebrained ideas i'm just trying to think of something because that would assist y'all's concern of the surgical strike because i don't think they're gonna roll it back so I'm just looking for an option that might be, you know, get you some of your fights back. The only way to really do that is to just increase uh, resists and wormholes again. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure that's necessary at this point, right? Like, wormholes have already adapted to the new meta. And I'm really not sure that rolling back resist changes just for wormholes would actually bring the people back who have put at this point. So, yeah, it's a very good point. I think, like, it's. It's it's been so long. It's too late. The, all you can do is maybe hope the next change doesn't re reduce, make it worse. Worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point during the CSM race, we were basically begging people to vote for us so that we could have a voice on CCP, just so we could ask them to stop killing wormholes. Like, please, please stop doing the thing that you're doing. It would be very good if they just decided not to touch wormholes going forward. At least we would have a chance to set something like set up a, a consistent meta. But the changes over the last couple of you know. I mean, and that, and we're not just talking about surgical strike changes, and or, or you know, or the lack of a a, a decent uh, answer to frig holes, or these fucking filaments, like the little things, like the interdiction changes changed wormholes in a way that wasn't really necessary. I mean, it, it it just, I mean, none of these things have been backbreaking, but over time they have weakened the game to the point where people just aren't here in the way they used to be, and that's why you have groups, and and to bring this all back around. That's why you have groups that are able to, you know, expand out into so many different holes and take all these farms, um, you know, groups that get to be the size of some of these groups like wholesale, for example, um, because there's nobody else. That can, there's nobody there to contest them anymore. They're all gone. You yeah, know? It's, a, it's a very good point. It would be a shame. Like, it's actually kind of good that uh, Hard Knocks have kind of resurfaced. They're like woken up and they're able to like come back and become a bigger force in, in wormhole space. It's good to have it's good to have stuff happening. I mean, over yeah. the summer especially, it was just so goddamn quiet out here, and it was so miserable to like look for fights night after night after night and not find anything. And so now there's at least assured content somewhere, 
And there are people, I mean, you know, there are groups rolling for holes now. I mean, if you, people are trying to get into one of these engagement holes. If they roll into you, you can fight. I mean, that that is the, I mean, the point of the, nobody out here in wormholes, I feel like with maybe a couple of exceptions is, is living out here with the hope that they can just sort of bottle up and be quiet and not ever have to run into anybody. There are plenty of groups that want to fight. It's just hard to find groups to fight because wormholes are so big. Um, and there are so few, you know, active groups that can field fleets anymore, um, depending on your time zone. So to have HK back, to have, you know, inner hell back, um, you know, have laser hawks continue to do what they're doing and to have wholesale, um, you know, still fielding fleets, exit strategy, still fielding fleets. Um, you know, these are all opportunities for engagements for people. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad blood, uh, between these two groups. I don't think anyone would argue otherwise, um, and you know, a neutral observer would probably enjoy the the high drama of of this whole thing. But um, on a purely you know on a on a purely practical level, what this has done is provided a a catalyst for more stuff. And it's you know it is only fitting that that catalyst came from a a perhaps poorly intentioned Fortizar anchoring in Jimmy Michael's farmhole. Yeah, it's kind of fitting that it came back around to Jimmy and, and Hard Knocks in a group that's been around active in wormhole space for, you know, the better part of a decade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know if you remember this, but back during the uh, when somebody asked you if you wanted to uh, go knock down some some hosts of farmholes, you made the comment that... Please stop. You know, Please like, stop. I told you guys exactly what you had to do to, like, deal with wholesale when you all were crying about it after they showed up to Stranger Danger's home. And once again, dude, like, there's literally no group in W, w space that has the fucking balls to go out and do what the groups on both sides of this are doing besides the groups involved in this, right? Like, like your group, like Cindy, Stranger Danger, Reho, like, where are you guys in this? You guys are just sitting on the sidelines and laughing because it's not happening to you. But when you guys are crying about wholesale coming in and trying to steamroll, you guys, you guys did jack shit about it. So I really don't want to hear this, dude. Like, do something about it or, like, stop talking about it. Like, put your balls where your fucking mouth is and go do something about it like our groups have. Or sit on the sidelines and be quiet and watch the big boys fight. That was actually what I was going to say, is that that was the comment you made. It was a pretty good comment. Sorry, I'm dying laughing over here. <laughs> wow, what, what a, someone said in comment, troop bombs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a comment. I love the the passion of it all right you know and i don't care who it's coming from jimmy appreciate it brother yeah um i, I think wormholes are definitely some of the more passionate members of the community you know god love them um so listen uh, i know we only have a little bit of time left we only have you for five more minutes um is there anything else you'd like to get off your chest from from hard knocks or, or from your whole allies against hosa or I, I guess you just dropped it all there didn't you yeah, i think we're pretty good right like you know we made it pretty clear to wholesale and everyone else exactly what we're going to come out and do and we're just going to keep doing it over the next month, two months, however long it takes us to just systematically go through and dismantle everything they have and then come after all their friends to help them out here. Yeah. Uh, well, I absolutely uh, look forward to seeing it pop up on the killboards uh, when it happens. I, I have no doubt um, yourself and Laserhawks and, and your allies will uh, put up a good show and will probably succeed. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I just, uh, you know, it's only six months till the next CSM election. Uh I'd sure love to see you guys get one of your candidates in there and kind of do some, at least get your word out. Yeah. Would you run again, Mark? Uh, I, we'll see. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, we'll see. It's a long time till then. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Actually, I think after that last outburst by Jimmy, I mean, like, what, what a great way to, to finish it up. 
unless uh, any of you have uh, final words you'd like to say on the topic no i think we're good man thanks for having us on ah no thank you guys thank you so much for giving up your time on uh, sunday morning to come on and talk to us and explain a little bit about what's happening hopefully uh, we might have you back in a couple of weeks when you finish dismantling hosa and you can uh, we can have a look at the final butcher's bill um yeah so uh, if you guys want to like dip out and run that's uh, totally cool we're just gonna cover a little bit of a weekly review of what's happened during the week here yep thanks for having us on appreciate it man thank you no thank you um so well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen i mean wow what a you know, I, I didn't think that was an outburst. I, I took it as an impassioned response, and I freaking love it. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think he was um, he was speaking from the heart, right? I mean, they've been, been putting in a lot of work over the last two weeks, fighting, uh, fighting to defend their space. As we mentioned, like, when you're in a wormhole, everything is on the line, right? It's not, there's no asset safety. There's no other, like, the NPC station and system. It's literally just, it's blown up, it drops, it gets scooped, it's gone. Um, if you can't fight to defend your space and you lose it, you've lost it. Uh, so what have we been have happening during the week here? Uh, this was GM week this week. So as we had uh, last Sunday on the show as guests was uh, two GMs. It was GM Paragon and GM Goat. Had a great interview with them last week. Uh, they've been running uh, some cool events during the week so far. Well, we had the Whack-A-Mole, where they moved the bots into high sec for everyone to blow them up. Or the Whack-A-Bot, sorry. Did you manage to make it there, Nick? I managed to get uh, two characters over there. Um, and I guess there was eight or nine uh, different potential targets. And I, I got in on uh, a Rourke two supers and a titan so i was pretty happy about that i of course naturally warped to the wrong spot initially because it didn't go i'm not going to go right to where everybody else is at and evidently they knew and i didn't so but that was pretty cool yeah well done yeah some of some of the other lads here that work at uh, tas some of the crew managed to make it over there for the event uh there's been a lot of um streams as well like these week-long scavenger hunt and week-long orbital stashes that have been taking place um, where they literally have like a cannon space on stream and uh, what's great is they've been happening at like different time zones so it's not just let's say like evening eu or utc time you know they've been doing them in like uh, usa active time zones or uh, the china australia time zone yeah and they they were uh, the magic school bus i actually got a chance to watch that stream even though i was at work you won't tell my boss please um but that was just cool being able to see what a lot of the other folks are doing. A lot of neat little events during the GM week. I think it wrapped up on the uh, 24th, so Friday was the last day of it. That's right, yeah. And also they did like various events with um, other like uh, CCP partners and also like various CSM members. So for instance, there was a, a GM uh, PvP fleet with Bjorn B., the uh, streamer and uh, Twitch, or not Twitch partner, but like CCP partner. Um, and then there was also like um, kind of funny uh, CSM members, uh, Brisk Rubal, uh, who else was with him? Markle Chan and I think Indominate were like doing an abyssal site. And one of the GMs like magically teleported into the abyssal site and started shooting at them with uh, his Titan. Uh, he missed as well, though. So like, 
you need to train some skills there, Mr. Uh, GM. Now, either that or is that the old warning shot across the bow? But yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that was kind of, that's been running all week. Um, we also had the MER or the MER, the monthly economic report of August come out. There was a show on Tuesday. Who was it? It was Shen, it was Artemis and Dominarch. Uh, they did the show and they like talked about the monthly economic report. So if you're looking for, I guess, information about their analysis and breakdown of the last monthly economic report, you should uh, watch Tuesday's show. Uh, on Wednesday, we did uh, the next kind of episode in the series we've been running, which is the industry series. So we looked into things like um, blueprints and everything you can do with blueprints, whether that's invention, copying, um like research and, and just what you could do with a blueprint itself. Uh, this week coming up, we're going to look into manufacturing. We have a, a few guests coming on who helped build some of the tools that we use uh, to do this industry to like give us a rundown, which is pretty cool. Um, on Thursday, uh, EVE Online launched on the Epic Game Store. So this is, I guess, I mean, it's already been on the Steam Store for a long time. Uh, the Epic Game Store, I guess, is the, the other big... Uh, "Quote unquote rival of Steam." So yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask what that because uh, I'm not a Steam user and I'm unfamiliar with the Epic Games. What the heck does that actually mean? Yeah, so Epic Games is a it's a gaming company. They own um oh god, I forget which game. The big one they own is it Fortnite? I think it's Fortnite. I'm sure Chat will uh, correct me. But uh, they have recently developed their own like storefront, like a, a Steam rival, where they, um, where you can buy their games and like other third-party games. This has had a bit of controversy because Epic has gone around buying uh, exclusive licenses to games for the first twelve months and then putting it on their store. Kind of annoying, um, considering that you know Steam has kind of been the de facto uh, game front. And they've never like limited someone else selling on another platform. Um, oh, and Unreal Engine, that's a very good point. Epic makes not just their own games, but they make the Unreal Engine, which is a, a game development engine used in lots of different games. Is that? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm only unfamiliar with the Unreal Engine as uh, from the FPS side. Is that accurate or does it do more? Oh, no, yeah, no, it can do loads. It's not just FPS games. It's a, it's a whole... Uh, engine in and of itself so they so they have a store that they've kind of run the last year um and it's it's like you know it's huge i mean epic is a massive company um and now we have eve online on the epic store so there was a couple of packs that actually came out uh they're not just available on the epic store this is one thing i like so the packs were i guess in celebration of it coming on the epic store but they are also available on the normal eve store website itself so you don't need to have an epic store to uh to use them so there was like a really cool uh, let me find the link here uh got it post the uh epic one i've got posted in chat is that the one you're looking for yeah yeah um and i was going to get the link here to the actual eve store where the new pack is so these um these packs like the gold silver bronze starter packs there you go it's in the podcast channel um, these are kind of like they've been around a while. Just kind of, uh, there's a sale on the bronze pack. Uh, but one thing I love is this Cyrus suit pack. I don't know if any of these clothing items are actually unique. 
I kind of, I got to admit, I kind of like the look. I'm not a big skin fan or clothing fan, but that cyber suit pack looks kind of cool. Yeah, click on it on Discord so it fills up the full screen and give the viewers a proper look. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's kind of, I guess, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. It kind of ties in with the character sheet uh, update change, right? So now with the uh, update to the character sheet, we can like see our character full screen, uh, the full body every time we open the character sheet now. So I think it's kind of a good time for them to like bring out cool new tattoos. I like it. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. So um, that's kind of like there was a bit of slow news. Nothing much happening. GM week. Things are plodding along. We well, between the news happen. What are you going to say, sorry? No, I was going to say between the GM week, the MER, I really enjoyed the industry blueprint review. Uh, the guys all did a great job of explaining stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to the next 30 days. These wormhole folk are going to be hooking and jabbing a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had the new event, though, that dropped kind of like surprisingly the other day. Oh, so right. The, uh, rogue, the rogues, right? Yeah, rogue drones. I actually finally got a chance to get out early this morning and, and uh, run one of the high sec sites. Um, you know, it's got to be dist- you know, T1 destroyer and below. Uh, so I figured, oh, I'm going to, my, my, my favorite little mission ship grabbed a catalyst, you know, rail gunned it up, ran out there, damn near died in the first room because I didn't pay attention. Uh, yeah, so it, a lot of it comes at you pretty fast and furious initially. Uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, I did. Um, I did one of the combat sites using a synesis, uh, just solo in a synesis. wasn't that big. Um, did okay. I mean, I, I managed to complete one or two sites that I did. Uh, it was a little bit tough, uh, but wasn't that bad at the end of the day. I do know there has been a massive run on certain ships like the Kikimora and the Worm. So um, the the reason is this event only allows Tech 1 frigates, faction frigates, and Tech 1 destroyers. So you can't use uh, something like a Jackdaw or a Confessor, a Tech 3 destroyer. That's out. So the Kikimora is actually a Tech 1 um, destroyer, but it's like one of the better uh, Tech 1 destroyers because of the bonuses to the trig ship so like kiki morris has become very popular for it uh the worm likewise is a faction frigate yeah and i did notice you know you mentioned worm i didn't see any kiki morris but uh, a couple of dudes in worms popped in also and they're really seemed i wish i would have jotted down their names but they're like hey do you mind if we come in with you and i'm like dude come on so there was actually three of us in there it made it a lot easier yeah, I definitely think like as they've done uh, in the last few years or at least a year or two with these events, I mean, there's something that can be done solo, but it is, I'd say, a little bit of a chore. It might be a little bit harder. Um, it certainly is something that like you could do with like maybe like a bling ship, faction fit ship. But if you have a, like one other person to come with you or even two other people to come with you, it is significantly easier. So yeah. having two like... If you can't afford a four or five hundred mil faction fit worm or a confessor or not confessor, sorry, worm or Kiki Mora to do it solo, you might want to consider jumping in with like one or two other um, friends. 
and just go in and attack one destroyers or something. Yeah, and when I after the that site, another one spawned a system or two over, jumped over there. And I was the only one, so I actually brought a second, uh, just you know, T1 second catalyst came in with me. You know, just so I ran two characters. My biggest problem there was targeting them all fast enough to, so I could shoot them and then lower the damage coming in. So definitely friends. Friends is the option there. Yeah, the scanning sites are pretty good as well. The uh, the new data sites for them. Um, getting some good drops, like some nice uh, cerebral accelerators. Um, the new, you get your usual... Uh, fancy drugs like the the pyrolancier and uh, i forget the name of the other one but like the red and blue ones the nice ones dose three and dose five those drugs oh yeah the ones that uh, come in the pack um in the daily yeah, rewards yeah. to basically improve your scan speed and res for scanning stuff down so that's kind of cool yeah i like these new a uh, aior drugs for scanning um it's a shame that they're they not they're not lasting that long. Like I was checking them in my redeem queue. I think they might expire in like in the next month. Uh, if I'm if I'm if I read it properly, it's uh, forty five days is the yes, total length right, of yeah. how long it lasts. Which realistically, you know, that's a good chunk of time, and maybe it'll turn into something a blueprint somewhere with something we can build. Yeah, I'd like that. They had it not that long ago with the mining boost uh, accelerators. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like something like that. It doesn't have to be too overpowered. It could even be like, I don't know, like the synth version of a of a normal drug or booster. Uh, you know, like the, a synth is 6% while like the standard is 10 or something. You know, if they just offer like a plus 2%, you're kind of cool. Uh, I like those new drugs, though, and the way they tie it into AIOR, the new uh, corporation for new players. Those skins are really pretty. The Estero, Nestor, and um, Estero, Nestor, and Stratios, the three different SOE, uh, Sisters of Eve exploration ships. They've got really nice skins for them now. Uh, if you collect up enough points, and again, you get points for either running and completing the combat anomalies, which are available all throughout the universe, or the data sites, which are available all throughout the universe. The best sites are in Losec. So as we've seen with the last couple of events, LOSEC, um, honestly, I guess, is the most dangerous. And so they have the best rewards. Uh, oh, something else on that uh, in running through those sites, the rogue drone sites. If you've got the time or have a friend, bring a salvager, okay? It's maybe not great salvage in high sec, but it's a good chunk of it. And a lot of folks will pay you isk for it for uh you know so they can build rigs so it might be worth your time yeah absolutely um and, and wrecks will last for two hours after you blow them up generally isn't it uh i believe so but if everybody leaves the site i think the gates go away similar to any of the other gated items so simply bookmark one of them you know and you can go yeah, back to it yeah, there's two rooms. There's like the first room you you warp into, which has the majority of the rats, and then you take a gate to like the second room where there's less rats, but that's where the like overseer uh, rat will spawn, the main boss that has the good loot. Yep, yep. And as actually as we saw with like the 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 events over the last couple of while, the data sites, the hacking data sites, a lot of the loot will be coming from overseers' effects that drop in these sites. 
So these are the the overseer's effects. Um, you will sell to NPC buy orders. So I suspect when we look at the September Monday economic report, we will probably see a big jump in the overseer's effects that will uh, come from everyone selling these to the NPC orders. And if you're, yeah, for for the folks that are the sightseers in Eve, um, the graphics inside there, and I just scrolled to uh, one of the sites, really fine job on these rogue uh, drone sites. Even after you pop them all, when you look at the kind of derelict item that's on the screen now, there's little tiny drones roving around in patterns all around it. And they just did a real fine job, I thought. Yeah, that's very true. They're actually very, very pretty. Um, I I'm, I like seeing things and traveling around just for the sake of seeing the universe. And they actually, the, the first slide I did, I was a little bit too focused on not dying immediately. But um, they absolutely uh, are very pretty inside. We also had a, oh, oh very, sorry, very good comment there from, from chat. If you are running a these sites, um turn your wrecks on blue if you're not going to loot or salvage so someone else can take them so that would be like if you just right click on one wreck in space you can select abandon all nearby wrecks and that way somebody else can like scoop the loot and salvage them no problem although these sites i don't think the rats actually drop loot because they're rogue drones it's just the final overseer boss that will uh drop loot although you so you you can salvage other people's yellow wrecks right yeah and the other thing is uh if you're using salvage drones um, or, you know, salvager on your ship and want, need to get inside that uh, five-kilometer range, the wreck doesn't need to be blue. A yellow wreck, you can still salvage without getting a, a timer. It's You can't lock anything. I mean, excuse me, you can't tractor or shoot them is the big thing. You can always salvage something that's not yours. Oh, that's a very good point, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about the fact that tractor beams don't work on yellow wrecks right and you know if it had loot yeah you can't loot somebody else's wreck but you can salvage it so um also the, what's funny about these uh, rogue drone sites is so these kind of kind of popped up out of nowhere um i i didn't see or hear anything about these coming up and then they kind of just popped up on thursday there was a small, I won't say a small, there was a bit of a kerfuffle with the server on the day they launched. When they launched, there was a problem with the, the sites. I forget what the initial problem was. I think they weren't like showing up or displaying properly. And they they appeared to like release some sort of, um, I don't know, hotfix. And that actually caused all signatures. So that is like, you know, red things we need to scan down using our probe window uh, to break across the whole of EVE. So um, I think the lads talked about this on Thursday's show. Yeah. Essentially, you would have one signature that's a red signature, and let's say you scan it to discover if it's a wormhole. And as you scan, it would duplicate, and there'd be two of them. Um, And then one of them would be the real one, and the other one would be the fake one. Um, Wormholes weren't working. like it, It made it very, very difficult to scan down wormholes. Uh, because they like all had different IDs, and then mappers, uh, how wormholders uh, move around, got like confused. Really oh. annoying. Yeah, I, I can see where that is. If you're trying to map a wormhole chain, and now there's two of everything, and one may or may not be real, 
Oh, and real quick, back to the earlier point, Eve Tear is absolutely correct. If someone does right-click on those uh, wrecks and abandon all nearby wrecks so they turn blue, blue wrecks, along with your white ones, can be tractored in. So if you're going to throw like an MTU out, bang, you can get them. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, so that was like 12 hours where signatures didn't work, which was uh, quite frustrating. Uh, it wasn't until like the downtime on the next day that we ended uh, solving that problem. Um, kind of annoying when like you have like for everyone, the three letters are the same. So if it was uh, ABC was like the name of the signature and then a wormhole, um, that's the same for everyone. But with this bug, it actually meant that like you were getting different signature IDs. So you and me would be in the same system. And we would both see ABC. And then we would also, I would have like a DEF and you would have uh, an XYZ. So it made it very difficult to actually coordinate and try and figure out like what SIG is real, what SIG is fake. Um, yeah. And now, now I understand why the folks were, you know, understandably miffed about that. I thought the signature numbers or were the same. But if they were mm -hmm. random like that based off player, that that's a freaking nightmare. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like we were in our wormhole and then someone would log in and be like, oh, there's five new SIGs that we haven't scanned. And you'd be like, no, no, I think I scanned them all. And then you go to check and start scanning to make sure you scan them all. And as you scan them all, more would pop up. So you have to scan those. And that'd be the different IDs to, like, let's say you or your courtmate, for instance. Like it was... It, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. So uh, luckily that got fixed. Um, to be honest, a little bit annoyed it happened in the first place. And I think in that situation, they should have reset the server instead of waiting as soon as they had a fix because it, it wasn't just wormholes. It was in high sec. It was in low sec. It was in null sec. It was everywhere. Um, but anyway, it, it got fixed in the end. So uh, I guess we'll move on. The one last thing I'd just like to bring up really quick is uh, this is this is incredible. Um, if we look at HoboLeaks, Nick, I just dropped a link there into HoboLeaks for you in the um, got it in the podcast channel. If you look and if you go to the dynamic items uh, drop down menu and click that. So HoboLeaks, for those who aren't aware, is a website or a tool that allows us to see the difference between the current build on Tranquility and the coming build on Singularity. So this is, for those of you who have not heard the news, this is potentially we will be getting mutaplasmids for affecting drones. So uh, this was actually something that I, I believe was like looked at when they first talked about bringing in mutaplasmids. Um, the community reacted saying that they didn't think it would be a good idea. It would make things like drones and fighters uh, uh, too overpowered, too strong. In the end, they did not bring in drone mutaplasmids, but what's popped up on Singularity this week is bum, 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 drone mutaplasmids. So these are only affecting um, like certain drones we see here like LDSM is the name of this mutaplasmid. So I presume that's like light drones. Um, and then I don't know what SM would be. And then we have light drones, DM. So like a damage modifier. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, reading through it now trying to figure, but yeah, they both have yeah, there's variations like different ones. on armor and shield. So that's that hypothesis of mine was wrong. 
Oh, do you know what it could be? It could be the um, it could be the different levels of mutoplasmid. So, like with with a mutoplasmid, you have unstable, uh, gravid, and oh, what's the third one? I'm sure some little chat will hopefully help me out here. But like you have different levels of effects of how strong it is, right? And this could be just the different levels. But we do have mutoplasmids for light drones. We have mutoplasmids for heavy drones. We have mutoplasmids for uh, sentry drones, and we have mutoplasmids for medium drones. We also have mutoplasmids, if you keep scrolling down there towards the end, for drone damage amplifiers and fighter support units. So I guess we get the depleted. Thank you, Moo Badger. Yeah, that's the other tier of uh, mutoplasmid effect. So it seems like there will be you know, the three different strength tiers for all, I guess, four flavors of drones, light, medium, uh, heavy, and sentry, as well as having the, I guess, two major modules that affects uh, decayed. That's it. Thank you. Gravid, decayed, and unstable. Um, but the drone damage amplifiers, so things that will increase drone damage, and then fighter support units, these are kind of the same, but for... Uh, fighters for capital ships. Well, now, assuming this isn't an elaborate hoax, um, <laughs> which uh, I'm really curious, uh, you know, obviously we don't know at this point, but where are they going to be dropped from? You know? Oh, this will be from Abyssals. So Abyssal Dead Space, uh, Abyssal PVE sites, I assume this is where they'll come from. Uh, same as all other Abyssal damage mods. Um, you know, when we do uh like there's the different weather effects for abyssals and right, each weather right. effect flavors uh like let's say there's a, a weather effect gamma and it will boost your shields but damage your armor um that's where you get like the shield mutoplasmids so it could right. be that these are just added to um and then and then some mutoplasmids are actually general across them all so like an armor muter plasmid would come from one place, a shield would come from another, but then the straight damage modifier, like a heatsink mutoplasmid, might come from all of them. So it could be that these just drop in, in any of the um, abyssal PVE sites. It might be maybe related to the new capital uh, anomaly sites. So this is something we know will be coming. Um, I don't know if we know it's going to be coming this quadrant or the next quadrant. Uh, I thought that was fourth quadrant was uh, the cap anomalies along with the uh, or ore ship change. reworks. Yeah, I know, I know the ore changes are definitely coming in the fourth quadrant, which is in the beginning of November or sometime in November. Um, but I don't remember exactly when the capital anomalies are uh, scheduled to come. It's either this quadrant or the next quadrant. So like maybe these drop in the capital anomalies, although I doubt it. I, I'd absolutely imagine these are going to come from abyssals, same as all the other abyssal materials. And it's very interesting though. I mean, like if we look at the, and again, like this is just on singularity, all these numbers are subject to change, right? But like the damage modifier so the like the maximum damage modifier on a uh on, on the on the module is like minus sorry it'll go from 0 0.7 to a plus of 1.1 1 
So that's only going to increase the base damage multiplier at a maximum roll of like 10%. And so that's on that. Uh, now, I just scrolled it back up to the top in the uh, with the light drone one. And the yeah. first one, the SM version, is from a 0.7 to 1.1. The next one down, which is also a light drone, it's DM version, it damage only goes up to a, you know, stays with a 1.0 and goes to a 1.2. So that one is always going to be slightly better just tougher to get i imagine yeah i imagine that'll just be your um the this the unstable stable indicate or, or unstable gravid indicate the the three different tiers i forget which which name is which strength of tier um so you'd imagine like the lowest benefit there is the 0.7 to 1.1 and then the, the you know the higher up one is a uh, the lowest and 1.2 is the highest. So that'll be your next higher tier. Yeah. And as, as you had mentioned earlier, these are all, you know, planning placeholder numbers right now. So all that yeah. I'm sure is going to be tweaked a bunch. Yeah, it is interesting though. I mean, they have benefits like some, um, the, the LDTM there, the third one down has, uh, better armor hit points and better shield capacity. See there, it goes up as high as like 1.3. So like if you are doing, if you are doing PVE abyssals in your Gila, you know, getting these mutoplasmids for your drones, you know, that could really help keep your drones alive. Or you could go for the, the extra like 0.2 damage. So like an extra 20% damage um, and, and really like try and get the most out of your drones. Yeah, I guess part of the other thing I was just thinking about is like with the, you know, current mutoplasmids, is, you know, I take a, a single unit and run it through the probability matrix to see what happens. When you, you know, and that works great for like a damage control or a single module. In here, where you've got fleets of drones, I'm gonna need a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, I think. Don't hold me through this now. And again, this is all just on hobo leaks, but I think it might work on groups of five. I think someone said that they. Uh, they were looking through the Hobo Leaks code and stuff, and it, it might not just be one mutoplasmid per one drone. It might be one mutoplasmid for five drones getting better. Uh, which okay. Is cool. Which that would be, yeah, that would be interesting. You know. Yeah. It would kind of be a bit easier as well if it wasn't just because, I mean, drones are kind of considered ammo, right? It would be awful to have to like mutoplasmid each individual bullet. Yeah, I hear a lot of folks say drones are ammo, which I absolutely understand that. Not to me. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's like I can't stand losing a drone. I have stayed in sights way too long waiting for that one last drone to make it back. <laughs> oh, no, that's terrible. I, it's funny. <laughs> like, to me, ships are ammo. <laughs> yeah, now my ships are, but not my drones. Not your drones? You, you, you prefer your drones over your ships? I, you know, I've just got this affinity for those damn things. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Moo Badger says in chat, now naming your drones will mean something. Yeah, maybe we need to have a, an ability to like give our drones individual names. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm liking where his head's at on that one. It's like their pets or something. That's kind of cute. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like a, a roundup of a bit of the news we had this week. Um, if you're looking for a Monday economic report conversation, check out Tuesday's show. If you're looking for some industry talk, check out Wednesday. 
uh, Rundle was Thursday with like incursions and, and more good chats. If you're looking for the smooth, silky sound of Rundle's voice, check out Thursday show. Gecko's not on that list. Sorry, someone just said in chat. That's absolutely correct. Gecko drones are not on this list. These are only affecting Tech 1, Tech 2, and the like Navy or augmented and integrated drones, not geckos. Which yeah, the geckos, geckos are, are already, pretty they're pretty dang tough already. Yeah, they're already overpowered and, and expensive enough to begin with. Absolutely agree with that. Um, Anything else you want to hit today? No, I think that's about it. I think we'll head up uh head away pretty soon. I would absolutely just once again love to give a shout out to our two guests. We had Mark Resurrectus from Turbo Feeder Glory. We had Jimmy Michaels from from Hard Knocks and uh, Teddy GBIC, who's a staff here at TIS. Um, I'd love to thank them for giving up their time on a Sunday morning to come and, I guess, ship toast with us and uh, talk about what they've been up to. It sounds like it's going to begin. There's going to be some something happening. I'm uh, looking forward to this next two, three weeks. Yeah, they've already had a, had a had a busy week, week and a half with like multiple structure kills and multiple farm holes. And, and from the sounds of Jimmy, uh, they're not going to be letting up. They are going to be pushing and pushing and pushing until wholesale, um, I guess, f- feels a big loss. We'll definitely have to get someone on from wholesale to uh, give their side of the story, I think, next week, maybe. Oh, absolutely. Got to do that. This, uh, this is going to be good. Excellent. Well, listen, um, from all of us here at Talking and Stations, thank you for hanging out and spending some time with us today. Uh, once again, big shout out to our guests in the Wormhole community for coming on and help filling us in on what's what's been happening in Wormholes. Uh, thank you to Nick for engineering. We had a few hiccups there at the start, but I think we managed to get everything on track at the end. I took um, my damn I took my damn hands off the keyboard. That's what helped. <laughs> And thank you, the listener, for listening. Um, as always, you can come and join us in the Discord for discussion, feedback. Tell us what we did right. Tell us what we did wrong. Um, correct us. Give us ideas. And just come hang out with some nice people in the uh, Discord community. Um, and we will see you again during the week. I'm your host, Abby Rova. Fly safe.